Welcome to the Old Fashioned On Purpose podcast. Have you ever felt like there's a teeny little bit of a gap between you and your non-homesteading friends? I mean, for the most part, they try to be supportive. They try to understand what you're doing, but sometimes certain things just get lost in translation. And in today's episode, we're taking a slightly more lighthearted look at some things that non-homesteaders will just never understand. I'm your host, Joe Winger, and this is the podcast for the trailblazers, the mavericks, the makers, the homesteaders, the modern pioneers, and the backyard farmers. If you have ever found yourself disenchanted with conformity and you just like to swim upstream while the rest of the herd rides the river of least resistance, well, you found your tribe. This episode is brought to you by Layman's Hardware, my number one all-time favorite store for all things homesteading and old-fashioned living. More than ever, I want to be supporting small businesses right now, and Layman's is a shining example of that. Not only do they carry everything from gardening supplies to kitchen equipment to all sorts of really cool off-grid appliances, They are family-owned and operated, and I completely fell in love with their mission when I visited their store in the tiny town of Kidron, Ohio last summer. For a limited time only, if you use the coupon code JILLMAY, you can save 10% on all of their baking supplies, which, yes, that includes their heritage stoneware bowls, you know, the ones with the blue stripe that you've seen in my YouTube videos, Yep, those are included too. So head on over to theprairiehomestead.com slash laymans, L-E-H-M-A-N-S, and use the code Jill May. Now on to our episode. So over the years, and I think maybe this has decreased a little bit um, in my life, but when we first got into the homesteading lifestyle, I could not shake the feeling there was some massive disconnect (laughs) between me and my friends or acquaintances who weren't in the homesteading lifestyle. Have you ever been there? Have you ever felt that little bit of like you're speaking another language and you're not quite sure how to translate? Now, I, I would say that most people don't really raise their eyebrows at us anymore because we have firmly established ourselves as the freaks <laughs> locally. Like we are the weirdos who are making stuff in the kitchen and getting farm animals and growing food and butchering chickens. And like people know it, they accept it. It's normal, but we've been doing this for 10 years. And sometimes when you first transition into this lifestyle, people are like, what in the heck do you think you're doing? Right? So sometimes, especially back in the early days, I wished I could send them a list like we're going to go through today. So they would just have a better understanding of this crazy lifestyle, whether they were able to relate or not. I just wish I could say these things because I think we all know, we all embrace that homestead folks like us, whether we live in town and do backyard farming or we live out in the country and do our thing, we're kind of our own breed of weird. Okay. Number one, the thing I wish my non- homesteading friends would understand. I'm kind of proud of the dirt under my fingernails. I mean, not that I try to keep it there on purpose and I don't want my hands to look gross or unsanitary, nothing like that. But I like my hands and I have 
very much working woman hands. They are prematurely wrinkled and have a variety of scars and scrapes on them. My nails are usually short and maybe a little bit chipped. And in gardening season, I'm digging dirt out from under them. Uh, and they definitely don't quite fit in with my friends who have beautifully manicured nails that I will look at with admiration because they're gorgeous, but I'm okay with that. Like there's nothing wrong with having nice fingernails if that's your thing, but it's just not, it's just not my thing. And I'm okay with having hands that look like they're being used. I know that these hands can squeeze a whole lot of milk out of Oakley's udder in just a few minutes. They nurture growing vegetables. They hold reins of my favorite horses. They need really good bread and I'm proud of them. So all that to say, I think I'm happy without a manicure. And if you aren't a manicure person either, well, join the club. It's all good. Okay. Number two, this one's a big one for me. I wish people understood that I actually like having a lot of projects going on at once. And this has happened to me so many times. Like someone will look at me and go, oh, honey. And they have this pity in their eyes, right? Just like this looking with their head tilted. You're just so busy. When will this stop for you? <laughs> and honestly, I want to be like, never. It's never going to stop because I like all of these things and I want my life to be full of them. So it's not about being frantic or crazy, right? But like, having seeds growing in the basement and playing with the milk in the refrigerator and writing blog posts for you guys about what we're doing and um, cooking new recipes in the kitchen. I like all of those things. I love this lifestyle. That's why I do it. And so I want my schedule. I, I like the term pleasantly full better than busy because busy has a lot of weird connotations. A lot of people have different definitions of busy right? And so I just like my, I'd like to say, you know what? I love my schedule to be full. I don't want to be stressed. I don't want to be frantic. I don't want to be doing things just in an effort to make myself feel worthy. Like that's not why I do what I do. I just have a lot of things that I love. And I know on the days where I am out in the garden for a little while, and then I may be cleaning the barn and then I'm coming in to bake bread and writing a blog post or recording a podcast and I'm going all over the place. Like those are my favorite days. And you know, free time to me is spent maybe a little bit differently than the average American. For me, free time is maybe an hour in the garden at dusk, slowly weeding, listening to some music or sitting by the fire, looking at new recipes or new ideas and books. Like, so I do have free time, but it just looks a little bit different. And I never really want to have a completely clear schedule just because I'm doing what I love. And when you love what you do, what's that, that the saying that you see on bumper stickers or memes on Facebook, you never work a day in your life, right? So uh, it's worth it. And I don't want it to go away. Okay, number three. This is a fact. Food that you grow yourself tastes better. The end. No contest. It is true. For some reason, a vegetable that you pick 30 steps from your front door will always, always, always have better flavor than a vegetable that's shipped halfway around the country partially because things that sit on trucks tend to lose a little bit of their vibrant nature, but also when you grow it yourself, you know what it took to get that on your plate and it makes you feel amazing inside and out. Also, when you get your first harvest, whether it's the first egg from the chickens or the first carrot or tomato, it is worthy of the biggest party 
in your life. Like it is the most exciting thing. And if you post it on Facebook, if you try to tell your non-homesteading friends, they might not understand why you're so excited about that single egg, but it's a really big deal. And I get it. Even if they don't get it, I get it. Right. So you're in good company. Okay. Number four, this is a little bit more of a serious vein, but I would love people around me to know that I don't do what I do with this homesteading life to make anyone else feel inferior. And I've picked up on this vibe occasionally over the years. Someone feels a little bit threatened or a little bit weird because they think I'm like trying to be super mom. Well, we all know I'm not super mom. Uh, I don't want to be super mom. And I'm doing what I'm doing because I feel called to it, right? I want to have different food. I like the cooking. I like the process. And it's not to place judgment on anyone else. It's just because I like it. And it's tough because comparison is so rampant in our culture. And oftentimes it makes us, you know, when we see someone else doing something, whether their intentions are pure or not, it naturally just kind of shines a light back on us and we start to question what we're doing. And I never want homesteading, that the homesteading I'm doing to make anyone else feel less than or that they're not doing enough. Like that's definitely not the point. It just makes me happy. And even if you don't do all those things and you're not into growing your own uh, tomatoes and you don't can your own applesauce and you don't know how to milk a goat, we can still be friends. Like it's totally cool. Uh, but it's just my jam, just my vibe, right? I'm sure a lot of you can relate to that. Okay. Number six, I think this is number six. Nope. Number five. I am very, very aware that it is easier and faster to buy a lot of these items at the store, but I still want to make it myself. And if there's one thing to know about the modern homesteading or the old fashioned on purpose lifestyle, it's that we hardly ever choose the easy route. You know what I'm saying? Like buying milk is totally easier and cheaper than getting a milk cow, but we all want a milk cow or a goat, or most of us do. Even if we know it won't necessarily happen in the near future, it's kind of on the vision board, wouldn't you say? We know that buying a loaf of French bread for $1.99 at the Walmart bakery is way easier and quicker than making bread from scratch, but we're still going to make our own French bread. And buying those little logs of burger at the meat counter is way less messy and way easier than raising or butchering meat yourself. But we still have that drive to raise the chickens or raise the lambs or raise the beef and be a part of the process. This homesteading life is empowering and fulfilling and it's adventurous, but easy? Uh, no, I would say absolutely not. But for those of us who are into this lifestyle, that just doesn't bother us. And maybe that's part of the reason we're so weird, but we kind of lean into the hard things and it feels good. All right. Number seven, and this is a big one. Sorry. Number six. Now I messed up all my numbers. Does it really matter? Just the next, we'll just say next, next on the list. Uh, we're not trying to reenact little house in the prairie, or at least I am not. Um, and over the years, mostly online, this has never happened to me locally, but I've received different criticisms because maybe some of my recipes or tutorials are not legitimate 1850 era approved reenactments of certain things. Like example, one time someone was upset at me because 
I have homemade soap recipes on the blog and they used store-bought lye instead of me making my own lye from wood ashes, which my response to that is usually you're kind of missing the point, right? I see modern homesteading as being something where we mix the best of the old ways with the best of the new ways. And there are certain aspects of an old-fashioned lifestyle that I'm okay with leaving in the history books. Uh, Case in point, probably the biggest one for me, I like running water. And I just don't feel super excited at the idea of like sitting in a metal tub while someone pours water over my head so I can take a bath. Like, I love a shower. And so it's not my intention, and it's not most homesteaders' intention, to reenact Little House on the Prairie, or be historically accurate in every single thing we do. And there are parts of an old-fashioned lifestyle I think that we sometimes romanticize when maybe we need to keep in mind that our homesteading ancestors lived the way they did because they didn't have an option. And there are pieces of an old-fashioned life that are absolutely valuable and bring so much richness to our modern-day existences. But for some of the other aspects, I'm, I'm, I know if my great-grandpa or great-great-grandma had a choice of having running water and electricity over living in a shack, they would have chose the electricity. So I think it's just important for us to know where we stand on that. And also for our non-homesteading friends to know that it's kind of, it's not an all or nothing deal. Like we can mix it, uh, the old and the new, and it's all good. Okay, next up that I wish my non-homesteading friends would understand, um, and this may not apply to you, it depends on where you're at with this, but I actually like living a bazillion miles away from town. I like it. It's maybe not for everyone. And there are homesteaders who live way closer to town or in town and they're rocking it. So that's cool. But for me, I, I like being this far away, even though it is inconvenient at times. And I always have to giggle when I read the headlines, like in local real estate listings, because it'll say things like, oh, this property is only 10 minutes from downtown or only five minutes away from Walmart. And I'm like, are you trying to use that as a selling point? Because that's like doing the opposite for me. I want to be a little bit more rural, a little bit more isolated. So know that no one has to feel sorry for us because we live far away from the grocery store and I can't order pizza and it's kind of an ordeal to go to a movie. Like we're okay with that. And the peace and the quiet and the wide open spaces, it's worth it for us. It's a, it's a trade-off. And like I said, this isn't for everyone. And you don't have to live 60 miles from town to be a homesteader or to live an old fashioned on purpose lifestyle. But know that for a lot of us, having a 30 minute drive, 40 minute drive to town, it's just not a big deal. And we kind of like it. Okay. Lastly, this one is one of my favorites. Scooping poop is better than therapy and, or, or really any type of manual labor. Um, there is something so soothing to me about cleaning out the barn, mowing the lawn, uh, raking the grass, like whatever I'm doing, like manual labor feeds my soul. And when I'm feeling stressed out or angry, like I go down to the barn, I grab my pitchfork and I get to work. Benefit, side benefit, I can mow the lawn super fast when I'm mad. <laughs> so it's way more efficient. I get a lot done. And when you're a homesteader, Poop isn't gross. It's actually a beautiful thing because 
it's fertilizing our gardens, it's helping things grow. And I don't know, I just feel connected to the critters in the barn and, and like just touching the, touching the, the pitchfork and touching the wheelbarrow. It just helps me stay grounded in a world that operates a lot on, you know, in the abstract with phones and computers and businesses I run. Like it just, it feels good. It's therapy for me. So we don't think it's gross. You know, homesteaders, we have an appreciation for poop. So uh, it's a thing. And honestly, I apologize if I ever go anywhere and I smell like a barn. Uh, I don't do that intentionally, but sometimes it happens and kind of get used to it. Or maybe we just don't think it's that offensive. And uh, yeah, anyway. So there you have it, my friends. Um, some of the things that I wish my, my non-homesteading friends would have understood way back in the day, mostly, because I think most of them get it now or just have accepted uh, my weirdness. But I'm curious, can you relate to this at all? Like, what would you add to this list? Was there anything I mentioned that you're like, heck yes, that so describes me? Uh, or maybe I left something out. So head on over to my Facebook or my Instagram page, send me a message, leave a comment. I am dying to know what you think uh, and what you would love your non-homesteading friends to get about your lifestyle. And that is it, my friend. Don't forget to hit subscribe so all the new episodes will show up automatically in your podcast player. And if you found this episode helpful, send me a quick picture of your notes or tag me on Facebook or Instagram, and I'll give you a shout out. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch up again on the next episode of the Old Fashioned On Purpose podcast.